Hello, it's time for another sip, another 10-minute STEM information podcast. Hi, I'm Jacqueline Sanders Blackman. Today, let's talk about how the digital age and technology has impacted parenting. It has become so convenient to take a device and put it in the hands of a little one to keep them occupied. And yes, there can be educational tools that we're providing them via these devices. So on the one hand, it may seem as if it's quality time, but let's also talk about even just the mental and physical effects of just staring at these digital devices for hours and it becoming their main contact and replacing physical and social activities. So, We have to be honest with ourselves and start early with setting some boundaries. Make sure that the digital device doesn't become the parent and take the place of your authority. So let's first of all break down what are some of the risky things that can happen when we're just turning over these devices. Young children, again, don't have the filters, so parents have to set up those boundaries for them. Let me give you the top six things, areas of concerns when it comes to risky behavior and online behavior of children. Children don't know not to share personal data and personal information. There's been known situations where they give out information publicly over the Internet, even things that could impact the family's safety by telling people whether they've left home, their whereabouts, letting people know that no one is at home at the time or that the family will be on vacation for a period of time, giving out that information. And even through different geo-tracking and GPS systems that are linked in to these social media platforms, it will tell the person especially someone savvy enough who's stalking young children, where, they're, where they are located or where your home is located. So they might be giving out information, not even intentionally. So that's something that is top of the list, risky behaviors with young children online, sharing personal data. Now you might say, don't do that, but as parents we know, again, sometimes their judgment is impaired And again, these different GPS tracking systems might be giving out the information for them. So be aware of all of that. Be aware of the settings. Be aware of the programs that they have access to. So just like anything else, you can't really turn your back on children for long periods of time when they have these devices. Just be aware of that. The next item on the list was meeting online strangers. So as you can imagine, people who stalk young children are leveraging technology. Just like you can leverage it for good, they can leverage it for bad. And again, kids and their ability to discern is going to be very limited. So know who they're in contact with and where possible set parameters where they can't get in contact with these people. Okay, 
The other one is just exposure, flipping through and the various pop-ups that come up. They could be exposed to sexual material. They also can be exposed to very violent material, something by no means that you would approve of. But with all of these, again, different ways of tracking and being able to put material pop-ups and, and the different marketing. The internet is the wild, wild west. There's very little monitoring. So it's got to be on the front end of your device and your parameters. Now, there's another thing that's very real as well is cyberbullying. And we've even seen where young people, again, very fragile, different ages in their development and self-esteem, push so far over the edge even to the point of suicide or at the very least just a depression. These things are very real and parents need to be aware and be on top of these. And then the other one is addiction. Yes, we're not talking about alcohol or drugs. We're talking about addiction to digital devices and to online and to social media. That be being replaced by all else, becoming even more important than whether it's school or socializing face-to-face. Especially when it comes to gaming. Young people who get into their games and don't ever want to be disrupted or to can't change gears. If you do take it away from them, it becomes a full-blown tantrum you may have the beginning signs of an addictive behavior. Something that, again, if you get on it on the front end and already set limits and boundaries, they'll understand that this is just one piece of their development and their social skills and their day altogether. As parents, we've got to think about that, again, as I mentioned, their social activity needs to be a combination of behaviors. And so next I have some tips from the CNN Health website that shares some healthy boundaries to begin to set with young people very early on so that as time goes on, it's not foreign to them that there's a time for digital entertainment and then there's a time for other activities, to make them them well-rounded and open-minded. Now, let's begin with a and break it down by different age groups. First of all, in this day and age, even small infants are now being introduced to digital media in order to entertain them, play a song, play a movie, Um, something that they can interact with. But again, there are just being exposed to the, the screens and the visual activity. There are studies that show that it actually stimulates various different brain activities. Some of these aren't necessarily healthy in very young children. So, First, the article recommends that infants under the age of 18 
really should not be exposed to digital media. About 18 months is the best age to introduce babies to digital media. So that in and of itself is something to think about. And this is just one report, and I'm all about fact-checking. So check around. Look at other sources. But it's not that unreasonable to think that, especially in those early development years, eye coordination, and just different stimulations for the brain, that any type of digital media, 18 months or older, should be strongly considered. Now, when we get to uh, 18 months and older, our article recommends one hour. Again, I know some parents who would gasp at this because they're thinking it's just so convenient to put a device in the hands of your youngster while they're sitting in the back seat of the car, while you're going to and fro and maybe running errands or trying to get to your destination. Keeps them calm and quiet. But what's not happening then? That means that there's no dialogue or conversation between parent and child. And those are all things that need to be developed. So our article recommends children two to five years old, only one hour per day. So what does that mean? That means that parents are going to have to think back to the olden days when they're, and I say olden days, tongue in cheek, when there wasn't digital media. We still had ways of entertaining the youngster in the back seat whether it was games where they were looking out the windows and trying to pick out colors or count uh, something or just ask questions about things that they were seeing as you were driving down the road and having a dialogue in their own way, developing their speech and their communication. So that's so important. And as a matter of fact, this type of stimulation is appropriate for their age group. As a matter of fact, too much exposure to digital media causes something known as overstimulating children. So parents often now, we look and talk about children that are hyper, hyperactive, or have uh, attention deficit disorder. Some of that is because of too much overstimulation from these digital devices. Again, something to research and fact check if you're seeing some of these behaviors. Now, the now so from two to five, that's one hour. Now we get to the age group of six and older. Now, at that age, it's not a matter of overstimulation, but what it is, it's a, you've established already some boundaries where it hasn't become their primary focus. So continuing with that, from the age of six and older, they need to break up their day between many different types of activities, including their physical activity, even social activity, having ample sleep. And then, of course, at six years old, they're, they have school and then homework. So take away the hours that they're sleeping, which they should be getting ample rest. Then the rest of their day should be split up between a combination of schoolwork, homework, maybe some television, reading books, and then just some good old-fashioned conversation, some dialogue. 
And then don't forget, of course, the physical activities. So we, what we should do is prioritize these activities so that screen time is what's left over. Not screen time and then forcing and squeezing in those other things here and there. Screen time should be a lower priority than things like physical activity and social activities, social interaction, um, other healthy activities, um, and, and again, things like reading as a, a priority. So keep all of that in mind. It's a good and it's important. As a matter of fact, there is a term for this new generation. They're saying that this generation is growing up wired. They're growing up being tethered to these devices. And these devices, of course, they have to be plugged into the wall because they always have to be charged up. We've just got to be aware and careful of our tethered youngsters. Make sure that they have ample time where they're unplugged. So this is the new era of parenting. And love to hear your feedback, some of your tips on how you are, especially when perhaps everyone else around isn't as cognizant as you are about balancing your child's activity. How are you helping your child balance when maybe the rest of the world and their peers might be going unmonitored and unbalanced? This is a tricky part of the equation, but we're here. We'd like to hear from you. We'd like to share so that together we can make sure we develop balanced digital citizens for the future. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for our next 10-minute tip daily on a daily basis, 1230 here on Technology Expresso Radio.